Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to season four. Thanks for joining me. All right, so welcome back to the Lifestyle Chase. Today I have brought, for the first time ever, Lee Brennan. Did I get your last name right? Uh, you did. You did. So That's always nice. How are you doing today? I cannot complain. Uh, any day you kind of wake up is a good day in my book. So how about you? I can't complain either. I mean, uh, it's a little warm today, but uh, we're making the most of it. Where um, are you based in Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's warm. I'm in Buffalo and uh, it's just a warmer day here too, which to be honest, probably not a popular opinion, but I'm pretty much ready for fall. So for myself, I find that the opportunities to like connect with people are more prevalent in the warmer weather than in the colder weather. People are just like, they're making excuses. They don't want to travel as much. They're not getting together. Um, but if you just kind of change your outlook on things, then you can have almost the same amount of opportunities. And like for yourself, something that has always kind of stood out to me is you kind of have these like Canadianisms that stand out and like how you show up on social media. Like every so often we'll have like a chat about something that is very clearly a Canadian thing. And like, where, where is this guy from and how does he know about that? But uh, that that's definitely like a big piece to why, uh, you've kind of stood out in, in the space for me because it's just like, ah, it kind of feels like home. It's very familiar. Um, it, it, but I little... want my audience to know who you are. So I'll get you to start with that. Um, all right. So as you touched on, my name is Lee. I am a personal trainer based out of Buffalo, New York. Um, I love doing what I do. Let's see. Uh, I have a wife, a dog. It's not really about me, but it is. Um, I kind of grew up in like an unconventional, like I was just, I was a bigger kid in high school. I was 300 pounds. Um, I was provided every opportunity by my parents to play sports, but I just wasn't into it. I specifically remember my mother saying, don't you want to play baseball or something? And I'm like, no, I was uh, stereotypical at the time as much as you could be, I guess, in like the mid two thousands, um, video game, nerd computer guy just very much preferred that and then um after high school things kind of shifted i realized that i wasn't happy with who i was and uh you know i made a change it was gradual and it's kind of what got me started with everything is people just started reaching out asking how i did you know how i lost 100 pounds you know friends family and um that was really different for me because I wasn't used to, I guess, the attention, you know, just as a bigger kid, you kind of just either get made fun of or you're just kind of in the shadows. Nobody really like I had friends, but, you know, and um, at some point I just realized that I could really turn this into something where I can help people. And um, that's kind of who I am in a nutshell, I like football, I like hockey, 
just recently started taking up boxing. So it's complete like role reversal compared to my teenage self, which I always find very interesting. Well, having said that, have you ever come across or worked with someone who reminded you of your teenage self? Yeah. Um, yes. There's even to this day, a few of my friends, um, are just bigger and they reach out, you know, and I never, I never try to give unsolicited advice because it's not my place. Um, I can only imagine if I was given advice as a kid, like how that would just deter me on everything. Um, so yeah, in fact, I remember I had a client once and, uh, she had to be in her fifties or sixties. And, um, she was one of like my favorite clients of all time. Her name was Sandy. And it was a struggle for her to get anywhere. It was a struggle for her to walk. She came in with a walker and she was, you know, just overweight and she just wasn't active and, um, delightful personality. And I remember her telling me that the reason she wanted to lose weight was because, her husband was close to retirement and he want and they wanted to take like a train cross country and do a lot of walking and hiking. And she wanted to do that. And, um, you know, it was, it was a long process, but we got her and it was just one of the most incredible feelings for me. Cause again, I, you know, I've been there, I know what it's like, but to be able to kind of change somebody's life at that age, especially was just like, it just, it brought me to, honestly, it brought me to, tears, you know, after we would talk about it and I would just get like, just so like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And so, you know, everybody has a different reason for wanting to do what they want to do. Uh, but, you know, I obviously am a little more empathetic, empathetic, attracted to people that, you know, kind of like remind me of myself or where I've been, because I know what a difference it can make, not only in just quality of life, but, you know, the way people look at you and, you know, it's the things people don't think about. Like, I always make the joke, the best thing I ever did for my bad knees was lose 100 pounds because it's true. You know, like you would just ache for no reason. And uh, so, yeah, like I it just I love that stuff. Well, I mean, it's it's very relatable for me. I, I tend to take the very same approach. And I've had a lot of people who've had similar experiences. Some people are they like to bird watch and by strength training, they're allowed they're able to see and take pictures of more birds. And that that lights me up, I get excited because it's just like, wow, like, that's a huge difference in, in the quality of life of a person who's aging and, and living out their retirement years. Um, and it's so much more than how they look. But at the same time, like this client that I'm thinking about, like she told me that she wanted to have arms like Michelle Obama. And I was like, well, we're just going to integrate some arm farm and we are going to get you those arms like Michelle Obama. And it's just like, this guy is the limit. Um, so with that said, you bring up the whole hundred pound weight loss. I can imagine that would be like you said, it was over a period of time, but just like, what was it that kind of just like clicked for you that like got you kind of starting to make those steps that uh, compounded with time? So you'll get a kick out of this because like I said, I'm Buffalo is basically like, again, as a kid, I'd go to Clifton Hill right, you know, right over the border. You know, I'm right around the corner from Niagara Falls. So Canada's literally my backyard. It's probably why, you know, if you go south, I associate more with Canada than I do the south. It's just, you know, environment, right? Um, I don't know what 
exactly clicked because my mom was never like big, big, but she'd always like, Hey, we should do Atkins as a nudge to kind of help me, you know? And, um, I never got into it and I don't know, I, I wish I could pinpoint exactly what happened. I can just remember the very, like I started to walk and I just started to walk like, you know what, this is good for me. And that kind of turned into jogging. And the only reason I think you'll get a kick out of this is because I remember specifically actually the 2005, 2006, uh, the Sabres run when they lost to Carolina, I was watching, um, I think it was game seven and it was, and I was literally jogging between periods. So I was at my girlfriend's house at the time and I would, you know, I jogged around her block between the period. And, um, that's a pleasant memory. Us losing wasn't the pleasant memory, but, and, um, it kind of started from there. I was working at a restaurant at the time where terrible place if you're hungry a lot because it's just food's readily available. So, but I remember, um, my coworkers wanted to start lifting. So he kind of talked me into, I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, we joined the YMCA. That was my first ever gym. And I just remember that first session just going in, having no idea what we're doing. So, you know, of course, we are bench pressing. We are, you know, arm farm. We're doing curls. We're just kind of doing anything because we're like, yeah, we're in the gym. Um, and from there, just kind of like as you got more into it, I began – I have this personality where if I find something I enjoy, I dive into it. Um Again, like I said, being a computer nerd, like I used to, embarrassingly enough, like write Digimon fan fiction. Like I, it wasn't even just like I, I like if I liked something, I went all the way in. So I think that's kind of where it stems from. Just, you know, bodybuilding.com forums, health and, you know, fitness magazines. Um, something that probably aided in the weight loss, too, was a different buddy of mine was really big into the, like the music scene. He was in a couple bands. And some of his favorite bands were like vegetarian. So he went vegetarian and he had me uh, the one day I remember him at the house at my house and he had brought over like the um, fake chicken patties, I guess we'll call them, you know, the vegetarian chicken patties. Like, dude, you got to try this. It tastes just like chicken. I'm telling you. And he was a bigger guy, too. So he was always kind of trying to lose weight. I tried it. I'm like, this does taste like chicken. And again, at that point in my life, I wasn't where I am now. Right. Like, so I'm like vegetarians i don't think i've seen a fat vegetarian like this has got to be the key this has got to be it so i was vegetarian for almost two years i think a year and eight months really and um i'm sure that helped because just as you probably know like just cutting out that much stuff in your diet immediately is going to like restrict calories without even realizing it at the time you know you're just thinking oh meat's the problem but uh, so yeah, the weight, you know, it really began to fly off only because again, I went from like sedentary and not doing anything to once I started walking, jogging, getting to the gym, like I fell in love and it was just zero to 60 real quick. Um, and yeah, I just kind of never looked back. I, uh, vanity purposes, obviously like losing that weight, um, I felt better. I looked better. Uh, confidence came with that. And it was just something that just kept rolling. Eventually, I started eating meat again as, you know, I learned more and realized I probably wasn't getting nearly enough protein. So, but yeah, and I think it was 100 pounds. It was relative, like, I, it was over a period of time, but it was probably two or three years. Like, it was, it was, it was fast, all things considered, if you're like, hey, I need to lose 100 pounds. So, Absolutely. I mean, 
I think I've seen some pictures of the transformation in your social media and stuff. And it's like, uh, it's evident that your identity must have changed like so much about you and how you showed up to your day must have evolved in some way, shape or form. Is there anything to you that sort of stands out that you're like, okay, like these are polar opposites now. Um, and it's just like, maybe you're not turning back to it, but you're able to sort of like identify a piece of you from your past and a piece of you from your present. I think with a lot of that is for me specifically, and I'm not sure if this actually answers the question, but, um, I really, like I said, used to be into video games. Like, you know, and I'm sure you've gotten caught where it's like you start playing something, next thing you know, it's four hours later. Once I started lifting, that went to the back burner only because I I feel like I really dived into, if I wasn't doing something, and it might be even toxic at this point, but like if I wasn't doing something to like better myself, like physically, then I felt guilty about it, which that does sound super toxic, but um, I have an addictive personality. I realized that at the time, now I think I could, but I couldn't do both. Um, But again, now it's different because like I can still, now I can play video games, right? I can, I, it doesn't engulf my life. Um, Now I am more confident. I remember in high school, my girlfriend would want me to go to dances, which I absolutely hated. I still don't love dancing, but I love the idea of, you know what, let's get dressed up. Let's get, you know, let's to the nines. And I hated that before, like just because I was uncomfortable in my own skin. Um, things are just so different, I guess. And I, I haven't even really thought about it just because it's not something it's a transitional thing. Right. Um, again, kind of, as I mentioned previously, like the sports, I started playing um, just ball hockey, deck hockey. I had told my buddy who is a big roller hockey player, he always wanted me to play, you know, he's like, look, I'll play deck hockey. I know you don't know how to rollerblade real well. And I always told him, I'm like, at the time, I'm like, let me get down to 225. If I get down to 225 or less, I'll start playing. So it was almost like a little bet, right? So once I got down there, I'm like, crap, now I have to start playing. Fell in love with that. I'm still to this day playing hockey. You know, we have a tournament next month in Jersey. Um, And so it's interesting to see, you know, there's some little parts of me still in there. But a lot of it is just I'm completely different than I was then. And, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just different, right? Like I would never – I try not to, hey, I hated this person because I didn't. I had an awesome childhood. Like I loved my childhood. So – Oh, it makes sense completely. I mean, something that I think is important in just like progressing as a person is being able to kind of own up everything that has led up to the point where you're at today. Very similar to what we talked about with like your nutrition journey in which you took a phase where you were a vegetarian and then you started to kind of assess the benefits to it and maybe the parts that were holding you back, such as like hitting your protein target. But the key point was it made you that much more awareness of the benefits of an increase of vegetables in your day. Whereas had you not hyper-focused on that, you might not have seen like the dramatic impact of like an increase of fiber and like maybe less calorie dense, but more um, just volume in food, just things that kind of make you feel full without taking up nearly as much energy. And so it's just like, 
Oh yeah, like salads are a game changer. I mean, I'll I'll take us on a, a side path here. For about like six months, I was working locally at a Lululemon during some of the gym closures, and I can be like I'm kind of like you in the sense that I will I have the capacity to start something and see it through to the end. So during every single shift at that store, I ate a big ass salad, okay. and. Like I was like, every single time you guys see me, even if somebody brings something in, I will eat this big ass salad and I'll eat that other thing too. And it was just, <laughs> I wanted to kind of, it was like part of it was me knowing that I had to sort of like lead by example and being like this trainer that's also employed at Lululemon. It was just like, okay, I need to kind of like embody these things that I'm talking about and I need to show like how you can be financially responsible and save some money, not go to the food court, how it's easy to make a salad real quick and it's delicious and show how much of an impact these habits can have. Because I knew that I would probably get a little bit more lean having had those like five, six salads a week. Um, and I did. And my hope was that I would leave sort of like this uh, imprint where people could be okay. So like, this might not be the role that I want forever. Like maybe they stay with the company and they want to like progress to another role or maybe they're a student and they want to go after a bigger goal. Like I'm kind of always kind of thinking about like what's next for everybody around me. And by showcasing the impact of salads, it a few people could have potentially picked up on the fact that they could start something today and keep at it. And it would be noticeably different if they never stopped, no matter what. I'm, I'm kind of a little woo-woo like that. But I felt it was worth it. It benefited me. Um, and it's a great sort of way to just kind of like take baby steps in an effort to show how much of a change can come from like habit changes or routine changes or how had I chosen to get like a burger for every single one of those meals what would the outcome be then? It would probably be much, much different. So it's just like all these little things uh, add up. And something that stood out to me about you is your walking. You walk a lot. Um, how did that start? Like you, you're on a counter of like 600 days or something like that. Like I think how I'm many at, days? I think I'm at 910 today is going to be. Maybe 900. Yeah, let's go. Um, so... Again, I actually have a, um, I think it's called the streaks app, right? Where, you know, you, I wanted to like, if I set, if I want to set changes, I like to, I like to see those wins in a row, right? Like, for example, on there, I've had, you know, did you eat three servings of vegetables today when I started getting out of it? Like, hey, I want to click this at the end of the day being like, yeah, I did. You know, I did this for 10 days in a row. Um, we got a dog back in 2017, I believe. And, um, Kind of fell on her laps, really good. Just like we got him at four months. His name's Brody's trucking around here somewhere, and he's half German, half Australian Shepherd. Very energetic, and um, we were kind of his fourth home. I knew somebody through Facebook that pretty much posted like the day after my wife and I had just been discussing how an Australian Shepherd would be really cool to get. So it was like almost like oh, this is really weird, you know. And he was posting that he was looking to get rid of the dog. He just got it, but 
there was some situations. Um, one of his dogs had passed, so he kind of got it as a replacement. But his wife had just had a baby, and she was going to be going back to work. He didn't clear it with his wife, basically, and he thought it would be a really nice surprise. And she's like, what are you doing? We have a newborn. I'm going back to work. You're going to try to have a puppy. You're like, So he's literally he's like, look, I'm not charging anything. I'm just looking for a good home. And, you know, we jumped at that, and he literally brought him right to my work. My wife and I met him, and, you know, we took him home that day. And um, when I got him, I knew, like, look, he is going to – need to like we have a decent sized yard but you know he's gonna have to go for walks and uh so it started like that and it just kind of i would try to go every day and then you know there was a couple days we missed probably during the winter and then um without even realizing it it was kind of just a a gamified it right like again following that streak set i had hit 100 days i'm like this kind of cool 100 days like straight consistent every single day he gets out for at least 20 minute walk i'm like this is cool and you know so then it's just like setting small little uh goals you know next was 150 and then the next 200 and then you're like i can get to 250 that's you know then it's like a year is 365 i got this and uh it was really fun because it was challenging obviously um you're familiar with winters they can get brutal um a lot of people in my neighborhood god bless their hearts but you know they don't they're not shoveling at every time I'm going for a walk, right? They're not snow blowing. They're, they don't care about me. Like, you know, they get to it when they get to it. So it was a challenge, but it just started getting to a point where I'm like, I don't want to see this thing die. Like, so, um, yeah, it just kind of kept going from there. And then uh, this past Christmas, my parents actually got us a, a pretty cool dog collar called like Phi Dog. And it literally tracks his steps, which, again, it might be a little, like, nuanced, but I'm just – I'm a geek for data, right? So I'm like, oh, cool. So it tracks his sleep, and I'm just like, this is awesome. So they've been really cool because they've been following along every once in a while. Like, they've sent me shirts and new collars for him and everything just because, again, I post about it every day. But it's kind of how it started, and I just don't foresee it stopping anytime soon. Um, at this point, I'm just like, I have to hit a 1,000, you know, and it's like – He's five. I need at least seven more years out of him. I'm just, it's, it's fun, right? Let's see how far we can get. So the only days I've actually missed, and I'm not sure, like I said, I, I kind of ran it by some people and in my opinion, it wasn't cheating, but we did go to Arizona back in June. And so I was away from the dog. My buddy was house sitting and he would literally walk him every day for 20 minutes. I would get a picture from him and the notification from the Fi app saying the dog went. So I knew he wasn't like lying to me. So again, the you know, on the streaks app, it says, did Brody get a 20 minute walk? Doesn't have to say it specifically with me. So um, that's kind of where it started. And like, just, I think walking is underrated as is. I mean, at least people are talking about it more now, but. Oh, like walking is such a powerful thing that uh, can make such a big impact in a person's life. And by having sort of like the lifestyle environment that is conducive for walking, that makes a huge difference. Like when a person's choosing their house and they choose an area that is difficult to walk in, like they're going to make life kind of tough for themselves. And if they're choosing a person to spend all of their time with or a dog to spend all their time with, if that person or dog likes walking versus does not like walking that's going to make a big difference so it's just like it goes beyond um which trainer you choose 
um, how you do lat pulls, uh, <laughs> whether you like to squat or deadlift. Like it goes beyond all of that stuff. And I'm hoping that when people are pursuing their fitness goals or looking to change their lifestyle, that they're factoring in how much of a big picture view that it is. Um, and then also just taking the opportunity to start their own streak, like make it simple. Like it could be like, I mean, I sometimes bring up the park far away club that I've been uh, really promoting as of late, because what that does is it just, it gives a person just something that's attainable, like just park like a block further away than you would have walk that distance, do what you're going to do. Don't take up too much extra time, but I've done something a little bit more and then do that consistently. And then by having just the, like, it's almost, uh, it's so repetitive in my story that I have like a picture of a grocery store or something in park far away that it almost becomes natural for people to think of it when they're in a parking lot and then when other people participate in it, it just makes it kind of like seem like something that they should be doing because it's just they've seen it so many times. And it's like, oh, I better check in. I'm parking far away. And then it's that gives people that might not otherwise kind of feel a home in a gym, a feeling a sense of community and connection. And then we can just ladder on to that and be like, okay, well, how about we grab a dumbbell and do some squats? after our park far away club jaunt. Um, so my hope is that through these little habits and streaks and routines and commitments that more and more people enter into their fitness journey and get an opportunity to watch their sort of like self image change and their activities change and their lifestyle change. But now that I've just totally talked your ears off no, something okay. that I wanted to talk about was you mentioned your wife. How did you two meet? Oh boy. I don't know if we should hit record on this. No. Um, <laughs> real quick. I actually was, I was looking at your Instagram story earlier, big fan of the park far away club. Um, I actually, every once in a while, I don't do it often as far as like posting it, but um, I saw somebody reference it once as like VIP parking. So every once in a while, especially at a, just a, when I, can, when I usually go to the grocery store, it's usually like before work. So I'm like six in the morning and um, it'll be an empty parking lot. And I just park far away. And just, it's just, it's such a little habit, but it, it, they, like you mentioned, they add up, especially over time, right? It's something, and I didn't even think about it this way, but you nailed it as far as like community, right? Like, oh, this is something I should be doing, but it's almost like makes it fun, right? Like, oh, I know, you know, he's doing it. So I want to do it. That's kind of fun. I'll tag him in it. And it's just, I think we yeah. create such it's so easy to tell people, well, you have to squat, you have to do some kind of hip hinge. And it's just like, man, just, I don't care if you're taking a Zumba class, just go find something and move, like be healthier. Like, um, as far as my wife, I've known her since high school. Um, she, I actually met her because she was dating a friend of mine. <laughs> so, um, I remember just, again, times were different. I used to, her and I would go back and forth with uh, AOL emails. Like, I don't know if you remember like the surveys, you like just send somebody like, oh, what's your favorite color? What's your biggest fear? And we'd send those back and forth just to like, it, there was nothing. It was, you know, harmless. She was dating my buddy, but again, and um, they had broke up. And, you know, this is before we had like, 
this early high school, so no cars or anything. Our parents were driving us everywhere, and we kind of fell out of connection just because, you know, she was dating my buddy. They broke up. It'd be kind of weird. And then um, just, you know, as social media became a thing, we would, you know, we were friends on Facebook. We'd reach out every once in a while, and um, it kind of seemed like every time, like, I was like, man, I've always liked this girl. I should ask her out. She had a boyfriend. And then it turns out anytime, like she had those feelings, I had a girlfriend. So like timing was never right. And then, um, I had just gotten out of a, like a longer term relationship of like four years and, uh, timing kind of was right. I wasn't looking to jump back into like a long-term thing, but you know, her and I were talking, we hung out a few times and it just went from there. And it went real quick because she was looking. She had moved back in with her mom for a little bit. And she was looking for a house. I was looking to move out. So I'm like, look, you know, we've been dating at that point probably a year. Let's, you know, get a house. And it was 2015. And then it just kind of went from there. Um, you know, it's I don't consider her like a high school sweetheart because we didn't go to high, the same high school. But it's just it's cool because like as um, what's the word I want to say as kind of like silly as it is, like she's always been like that dream girl for me. Um, she's always the one, like after I got to know her, you know, I'm like, man, I really like this girl. Oh, her, my buddy split up. We don't talk anymore, but she's always been that one that she is so independent, but it's just like, I really like it. Like she is her own woman and it's uh, she's an amazing person. She's we're um, I think a month apart in age, which is kind of blows my mind. And, um, I just feel like I'm a better person when I'm around her. I'd like to think she'd say the same thing. And we kind of are opposites in certain things, the same in others. Um, I know specifically something that meant a lot to me is after I started, you know, training people for a living, she, um, after a while, she had seen how much that like meant to me and how like fulfilling that was that she's actually right now back in school because she found her career very unfulfilling and she's going to school right now to be a nurse because she wants to be able to help people in that. So, uh, again, just super awesome to kind of see that kind of, I guess, uh, reflection. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm super proud of her. That's our story. We've known each other at this point, half our lives now, which is super cool. And we have a dog. So that's pretty serious, you know, besides like the marriage paperwork and everything. Once you add a dog to the mix, like everything is real. It's it could have been fake and fluff before, but you get a dog in there, and it's the real deal. We had but, the house two years before we had the dog. I tell her all the time, I'm like, you can keep the house. I'm I'm taking the dog. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, there there's a few things that stand out there that I notice, and you talked about like the the surveys back and forth, kind of getting to know each other on like a probably a values level and a passion level just like understanding okay like what are we looking for out of life um something that i recently read i can't remember it was because i've been consuming all kinds of information lately but it kind of went along the lines of just like how people tend to get like the wrong first impression of a person like we'll be able to look at situation up and down and for just simplicity and to make it easier to relate to for the listener let's like imagine if uh, if somebody met the previous version of you when you were in elementary school or something or junior high and they're like, okay, this is who Lee is going to be. But then they hadn't identified like 
your character and your values and just like what makes you who you are and how you'll start something and stick to it. And they couldn't foresee how that would unfold over a period of time. Like, I think that's a huge opportunity that people leave on the table, whether it comes like to a professional space or a personal space. Um, we tend to kind of see like a snapshot of a person and think like, that's it. That's all she wrote. And we completely disregard like maybe their, their track history or maybe different trends in their life or things that they have proven that they're capable of or their ability to stick to something, even if they have to transpose that sort of sense of resiliency to something else. Like it's just the fact that that quality exists. Um, so what, what would you say kind of stood out as you went through all these different seasons of your life and you met all these different people, what stood out about her that made her kind of consistently a fixture for you in some way, shape or form? Um, it has to be, I wish there was one thing I would remember just being able, I loved her personality. And, and I really do think it's because she is so independent. Like, you'll meet somebody and you know, you think you kind of know what you're getting into. And then you realize this person's like a clinger, like they need you. They need to be in touch with you all of the time. And I never got that vibe from her. She was doing her own thing. Um, we would spend like hours on the phone, you know, a landline at the time, heaven forbid, and just getting to know each other, like even before like exams and just like talking about nothing and everything at the same time. Um, I think, like I said, I, I mean, I was attracted to her physically, but it had to be, I think, just like how independent and like how sure of herself she seemed, even if she wasn't, she just, the confidence out of her. And that could stem from, at the time I was a bigger guy back in, again, high school, I didn't have that confidence. So in my mind as well, I'm going through like, this girl's never going to want to be like with somebody like me, like I, I don't have my stuff together. You know what I mean? Like, what do I, again, confidence is low. Like, what do I have to bring to the table? And she seems to have life life at that point figured out. And that was just very, like, sexy to me. Um, I think that's where it stems from. Probably a little bit of my own insecurities and seeing somebody that was so mature beyond her age, in my opinion, at the time. Um, that just drove me to, like, Wow you are an amazing human being, not even just an amazing woman. Like you are an amazing human being. Um, she's very big into her family. You know, she's a very family oriented person. She, you know, she would die for her brother, you know, like just her younger brother. She's, you know, protective of him, that kind of stuff. And it's just um, incredible to see just, she is amazing. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, Perfect answer. Another thing that I like just stands out to me because oftentimes you'll see a person make this huge change in their life and then the person that they're aligned with is no longer in alignment. And oftentimes when I am seeing this take place, it is usually with that other example that you talked about where it's like that person that is kind of clinging and they kind of want to occupy that space for a reason outside of like who that person is as a whole, but maybe it's just like a vanity thing, or maybe it's like a, like an asset thing. Like the person had a really nice car for a bit and then they sold the car and then all of a sudden that person doesn't want to be around them anymore. Or they had a certain career and then they switched careers and that person doesn't want to be around anymore, but she would have seen you, um, 
occupy a space differently. She would have seen your confidence be more internal and then it transformed to be more external. And so it's just kind of cool to see that example because I think that is something that people really struggle with when they're like, this could be even just from like a making friends standpoint. Like something that I find to be quite helpful is like just learning what kind of personality people have because then you can kind of start to understand, okay, like this is why this person reacts to me in this way. And this is why some people like to be at the party and some people like to kind of like have one-on-one connection. This is why some people are quiet when you first meet them and some people are outgoing. And this is why some people like one of the biggest things that stands out to me, and we kind of brushed on it a little bit in the DMS was just like how some people can be so like just cruel on the internet and the clarity that I have come to that's helped the most is just understanding that like for a person to have like the capacity to just be that much of an asshole to a total stranger on, on Instagram, like they have to be just absolutely hating themselves and nobody really wants to be in that space. Like it probably sucks to just like wake up and be like, Oh man, like I am just not loving me. Um, and so then you start to kind of like take a step back and think, okay, like this person totally just like made fun of me or my squat or like how my hair looks or something like that. And that kind of sucked, but like whatever they're going through probably sucks way more than what they just dished out. And like the more harsh and toxic it is, the more you can imagine that they're probably going through some like deep and dark shit. And so that kind of helps to kind of like make it not sting so bad, but then it's just like, okay from like a forward thinking, want to get the most out of life point of view, you almost have to surround yourself with people who are self-aware of themselves to know what they need to work on, who have the initiative or like that drive to go and actually do something about it and have the, just the, the knowledge to know that even if something they see, they don't like, it's not going to, change anything to yell that they don't like it like they're going to be better off to kind of just lead by example um and control what they can control within their own life like they will just get so much further in their goals and just have a better life and it's it's a tricky thing to come to terms with because it's way easier to just like lash out and it's way easier to just kind of like pick the first thing that comes to your head. But for a person who like, if somebody wants to accumulate the most volume in their lift, they have to take care of their mental health and their physical health. And if a person wants to accumulate the most wealth in their bank account, they have to make the most like pivotal connections in their career. Like all these things have to line up. So like it or hate it, like you're not going to get to where you want to be if you haven't put in the work to figure out yourself, et cetera. Kind of looks like you have something to add on there. I feel, I feel like there's, I just, there's so many sidebars I wanted to take. Um, first and foremost, I think I, I, I'm so, and I've been there, but I'm so over the, the gym is my therapy. Like I get it. Like, but if you're really, if you really got trauma, the gym's not going to fix that. You should probably go see a professional. 
And again, I get it. I like working out. I, if I'm mad or upset, my lifts are always awesome. But you know, if, it, if it's deep rooted trauma, like go see a professional. And um, the other thing was just like, like you mentioned, I think you touched on it earlier too, with um, first impressions, something my wife and I are complete opposites on is um, driving. She is, and I love her to death, but if somebody, you know, cuts her off or in her opinion, if somebody doesn't know how to drive, she, it like it like eats at her. She gets really upset. She gets pissed. I'm the complete opposite, which I think is just so funny. Like if somebody cuts me off. I'm just like, man, they didn't hit me. Maybe somebody got shot. And they're like, that's a real morbid thing to do. But like, I don't know their situation. Like, sure. Maybe they just cut me off because they were running out of, you know, they're running late or maybe they didn't realize it. Like, as long as nothing happened, like where they didn't hit me, it really doesn't affect me. So I just let it go. Because again, like, I think just a lot of people hold on to things longer than they have to. And like you mentioned, it, it, that can really turn into a negative mindset where you just hate everything kind of because you hate who you are, maybe without even realizing it. Um, the being a, an asshole on social media, I'll never understand there's somebody that um, I follow, and I won't say his name, but he does a lot of Q&As, and uh, he's a really smart guy, and he's got a large following. He gets a lot of questions, and he will tear people apart, like, this is this is a stupid question, or he'll get, like, really upset, and I just want to be like, dude, like, you put it out there that you were asking, like, you wanted questions, like, don't just, first of all, you don't have to post the question if it's going to irritate you, like, just, you can just ignore it. Or, you know, I guess go his route and get upset about it and call your followers dumb or lazy for not doing the work. Like, come on. It's just I'll never understand me. Like, it, there's always going to be different opinions on everything. Um, it's one of the coolest things about being human, right? Like, whether that be religion, politics, sports, anything, always a differing of opinion. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, one opinion is right and one is wrong. Like, I think people want to be right way too much. Um I think humans have a struggle with accepting the fact that maybe like both people are just like not wrong, you know, like nobody has to be right. And I don't know, something I've always kind of tried to live by, especially recently, it's just like, I, I think we go a long way and this is going to sound hippie probably, but like just love each other more. But seriously though, like I, I got it on my knuckles, like just love, like just it, at, at the end of the day, like you don't have to agree with everybody. You don't have to like everybody, you know, but just if we treat each other better, I think the a lot of the world's problems would solve themselves. Obviously easier said than done. I'm not going to change the world and get us into like a world peace thing, but it's just at the end of the day, in my opinion, again, opinions are opinions. I don't care. I don't care if you believe that the earth is flat. Like it doesn't affect me. Like suddenly the earth isn't just, you know, flat or whatever. I don't just step off and I'm, you know, gone. Like it doesn't matter. And, uh, I don't know. I just wish people would, uh, like you mentioned, you summed it up. Don't be an asshole on the internet. I don't know. Or in life. Well, and it, the cool thing is that even as we are like talking about all this stuff, I'm sure we can both own up to times when we are still kind of like learning how to be better and like how to, uh, 
show up better and we can admit to the times when maybe like we fell short, like maybe we snapped or maybe we didn't see the whole picture. Like maybe we reacted to something way too fast or took something out of context or didn't see the situation, how another person would see the situation. Like we're thinking of questions dumb and we are forgetting that we didn't even have to post it. Like that was like within our realm of like ability. Um, and another thing that you brought up, which I think is just important is you talk about how like the gym is in person's therapy, like therapy is therapy. And I totally agree. And I'll even just like add context. Like I've mentioned a few times in my show, like during the pandemic, I did like three or four counseling sessions and it allowed me to kind of unpack the things about me to go and like dive into some of the things that kind of like would make me mad or upset and to talk about that with like an unbiased perspective. And even in my car this morning, driving to the grocery store just before I parked far away, I was thinking about how like, yeah, I'd probably go and continue to book a few therapy sessions here and there, maybe do something like better help or something like remote, something like that. Because it's just like, we're not dying anytime soon, at least ideally. And so it's just so important to kind of like do the the checks and balances, like just be able to assess like where we might fall short and be totally transparent about it, communicate it at a high level, kind of communicate like where we might like be triggered, like whether it be in traffic, like if somebody's like cutting us off, then we're like, okay, now usually when somebody cuts me off, then I get a little mad. So I'm going to work on it. I'm not going to get as mad that time because it's never helped me in the past. Like just being open and honest about that rather than denying that like we, there's layers to who we are as a person, I think is just uh, super, super important. Um, but to keep us kind of on track for time, there is one thing that I wanted to talk about that was top of mind and people are going to laugh because it's really not that serious. Uh, what is your experience with Zellers? Cause that, that started a conversation for us. Like uh, when, when did you start going to Zellers and what was that experience like for you? Oh God, I wish I could remember more. It was when I was younger. Uh, again, my, um, so my dad, maybe this is where I get some of my like diving into things. My dad collects not so much as, as much anymore, but Hot Wheels, you the little die cast cars, right? Everybody grew up with Hot Wheels and, um, to this day, I mean, him and my mom will just take little, they'll go to Batavia, which is like an hour away just to like Walmart and search, you know, but again, they used to, Hey, we're going to go to Canada for a few hours. You know, let's, let's go. I was, I had to go at that point. I was just, you know, couldn't be on my own. And we'd go to Zellers cause my dad wanted to check out, see if they had any hot wheels that he couldn't find in the area. And, um, I just remember it and I could be wrong, but I just remember at the time, like, this is before Target was real big or even Walmart. I just remember like Kmart being around in like Hills locally. And I just always thought like Zellers was like a step above them. I'm not sure if it actually was, but I'm like, it could just be because <laughs> it could just be because it was like new to me, right? Like, oh, this place is so cool. And, um, you know, I just haven't, I haven't actually been to Canada in a while, even before the pandemic. And um, I had heard they closed a while ago now, but it was just, I think it was part of my childhood that I had this fond memory of like hanging out with my parents and uh, they closed it. I'm like, well, that sucks. I remember I used to go there. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to bring it full circle, it's, it's cool because like these little moments that we have with people, um, they are very formative. 
like part of the reason why I have such a big frequency of going to the grocery store. If, if somebody's keeping track, they would notice that I go to the grocery store probably like four or five days a week. Like, I don't think anybody's ever called me out on that. They'll see this park far away, like almost every day. And they're not <laughs> like asking why I'm going so often. And like, part of that is because I can, like I'm in the city. I live close to the grocery store. Sometimes I'll get a quick lunch there. The other part is because like I have childhood memories. Like my mom is a retired home ec teacher. So she would have to go to all these grocery stores to price out all of the supplies for school. And then I would have to, like, I would go along and I'd sit in the cart. I'd get like the, I'd have the cookie subscription for every different bakery. Um, all the cashiers looked familiar. My mom would teach me, uh, how to find the best price. If something was on sale, you look at like the price per hundred grams or like whatever unit might be. And you'd start to learn that like sometimes house brand was cheaper than like a name brand on sale. And just like so much little layers of things. And it was just like, it became like this sort of like calm place for me. And then, so as I would go into the uncertainty of the fitness industry, the amount of times that I would go to the grocery store would increase. Cause I'm like, okay, like this is a familiar thing for me. I know what happens here. I know that I have a little bit of a sense of control. I know how to budget. I can save money when I'm like super broke and I can, I can make this work. And you talked about Zellers and how it kind of like seemed like a, a step above and you're kind of comparing it to Target. We had a short stint where Target came up to Canada and I would have to say if Target was like any store, it was like Zellers when Zellers is in their prime. So like, I think you nailed it on the description. I think Zellers was like sort of like a high caliber sort of like box store and then it, it deteriorated as business struggled. But um, it's just cool to have like those little moments in life that you kind of reflect on and they kind of become part of like who you are and how you show up to things and like the things that we remember in our past, et cetera. So glad that we were able to kind of reflect and share that. It's, and I think you nailed it. I, I guess I've never really thought about it that deeply or maybe I just never said it out loud, but it, it is like a comfortable, like nostalgic, like like makes you happy almost. Um we have a local county fair that's one of the biggest county fairs in the country. Um, and for a while, me and my buddy used to go like almost every day of the, like the 10 or 12 days. And to this day, I try to go one or two times every time it just wrapped up. And everybody's always like, isn't that the same thing every year? And I'm like, it, a lot of it is. Yeah, but it's just it's that comforting feeling. I remember going with my mom and my late aunt. We'd go in the mornings and hang out with them. I remember going with my mom and my dad and uh, – it's, I think, those little memories that they, they set. You you get to create your own traditions, but a lot of times it's rooted in things that you have memories of with, you know, in this case, our parents, you know, it's, um, and it's just really cool, I guess. It's, it's part of life, but it's just, you know, long after my parents are gone, I'm still going to have these memories of when I was a kid or when we went to the fair or, that which you know i don't like harp on i'm not like you know living in the past but they just they just make me happy right like hey cool i have this memory that makes me feel comfortable especially when things are like you mentioned kind of like when you feel like things are kind of getting out of control you can have that sense of i can go here i can experience this this is i'm familiar with this this is it's almost like a calm so i think you nailed it when you mentioned that well 
And we're going to bring this to a close, but there's one sentiment that I want to highlight for people because like in my life and career, like 2022 has been a very busy year for me. I've been working a lot. I'm happy that I've been able to accumulate so much work, but there's a few things that like, no matter how busy I get, I'll just slam on the brakes to stop and like, like do. And so for me, it's time with my parents time with my siblings, time with my nieces, and particularly time with my nieces, because I reflect on like, even because my siblings are much older than me. So the time when I was a kid, and I get to spend that time with my siblings, isn't going to be too different than me as an adult spending time with my nieces. And I, I like I can still remember every little detail of every little like activity day that we had. And so no matter like how broke I am or how successful I am, I make sure that that stuff is a fixture. And no matter how passionate I am about fitness or whatever, like I'm not going to let that take away from those experiences because I know how like powerful they are. And then at the same time, understanding that even as we age, those emotions and like how like warm and fuzzy it feels to spend time with loved ones still matters. So I like still make that a thing for like my siblings, my parents and understanding that we're in this day and age that sometimes we just don't even think that the other person would need this. So sometimes we have to be the one that instigates it. So like I can be a little too much for some people, but that's kind of something that I can own. Like I can run with that. And then I'm just going to be the one that ensures that these things are going to happen within my life as much as possible. So hopefully if somebody is like looking through fitness podcasts, trying to find their way in the world and trying to grind out the reps and make it happen. They're understanding that like, no matter whether you're wealthy or broke, like the important things are still important and they're probably going to benefit your career more than they harm it. And your people want to spend time with you. Like they'll talk about it on podcasts 10 years from now. So I'm hoping that that sticks with people. And the one last thing that I'll ask of you is a year from now, where do you want to be in your life? What is a goal that you have that you think that you might be able to pull off 12 months from today? 12 months from now would be August of 2023. Um, ideally, I would hope that uh, the wife and I want to have kids um, with her in school right now. That is not just not an option. Uh, we will be 36 next year at this time. Obviously, that door is closing, you know, relatively quick. Um, so I'd like to think that even if we haven't or she's not, I would like to think that we have taken that step. Like this is these are the next steps. Like we want by then um, we want to make sure we are pregnant, et cetera, um, because, we, you know, we do want a family. Uh, as far as career wise, I would really I'm almost entirely in person right now. I would like to transition a little more to half in person, half online, just to, I'm sure, you know, scheduling and just like time efficiency. Um, I like being home, you know, I don't like being away all day. So that would be career. And personally, like a personal goal, I would say is I do, um, I've only been boxing for four months and it's once a week, so it's not serious, but I did tell my coach, like, look, next year, I want some kind of amateur fight. Like, I don't care if I lose, like, I just want to be like, hey, I put my mind to this. I did my best. I lost. But, hey, I could say I did it. Uh, I think it's a cool thing for somebody that just 
decided like four or five months ago, like, hey, I want to learn how to box. I think it'd be a cool experience, again, for me personally. And that's kind of one of my goals is next year at some point, hopefully, you know, my coach being confident enough, like, hey, let's get you, let's get you a match, you know, so. That's like the best goals that people have laid out on this show in a long time. So thank you for putting that out there. And the thing that I like the most is like the show just keeps on going and going and going. So like I'll be listening to old episodes and I'll hear somebody like say something then I'll like circle back and check on them. And I'm like, Hey, how's that? How's that goal going? Like I'll kind of read the room and make sure it's an appropriate thing to check up on. But, uh, I have a good feeling about uh, your, your boxing match. Like it might be even be the thing that uh, if you hype it enough, maybe I'll make a trip down to the States to cheer you on. I hope so, <laughs> man. And, and like I said, at my age, I think I'm automatically in the masters. Cause you know, that's the nice way of saying like 35 or older. I like their, their wording, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, if there's somebody, you know, if I can find somebody again, my age, hopefully not like my, hopefully my skill level, but you know, I would be definitely down. Like I said, it's just something I think would be a really cool experience, which I feel like a lot of people don't say like getting their head punched in. But again, I, for whatever reason, I'm falling in love with it. So. Well, I mean, you'd be surprised how many boxers seem to uh, like that whole idea of just avoiding getting punched in the face. Like it, it keeps them coming back. I've had a professional boxer on the show and she's still fighting. And I think she's, uh, pretty close to 40 or something like that and just still fighting professional fights but it uh, i'm not trying to take up too much of your time but just real quick it's the, the funniest thing because again i am very non-confrontational as far as like i i maybe have gotten into like two or three fights in my entire life usually as a kid yeah. a little bit of scrap right like i'm not going around like instigating the first time i sparred and even to this day like when i'm even sparring just with my coach I have to get like hit in the head a few times before I'm like, okay, this is, this is real. I have to try to hit this person. Just, it's like, it's, it's legal there, right? It's, you know, like I'm allowed to like punch you in the face and you can't do anything about it, but it's such a mindset shift. Like not doing this on the street. I've never been able to, I know I have these big mitts on, but I've never been allowed to like punch somebody in the head and get away with it. So it's just so different. And it's one of the things I'm actually like struggling with at, at first was just like, I'm, He's like, all right, you're going you're gonna to try to hit me. You know, we're going to do some rounds. I'm like, I'm trying to hit you. It's like, yeah, you know, he's got headgear on, but I'm like, I mean, okay. But, you know, just <laughs> such a weird thing. And like I said, it, it's silly, but you get hit a couple of times and then it, it becomes real, right? Like you're like, okay, this is, this is what we're doing. We're hitting each other in the head. Absolutely. But I mean, as we're being mindful of time for the episode, I just want to thank you for being on the show. It's been great to uh, share you with my audience today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, dude. All right.